హలో వందనం నమస్తే నమస్కార అండ్ వెల్కమ్ టు దింగ్ డీటాక్స్ విత్ అన్నాశ్రీ This is a podcast where two childhood besties take a break from full-time adulting to reconnect and reflect on their respective life stories. Welcome to our new listeners and welcome back to our old ones. Today Shri and I are going to continue our discussion about festivals and festivities. Um we are having a part 2 because there were so many concepts and reflections that we wanted to share with you all and we couldn't cover it all in one episode before we start we thought we'd have a quick recap about what we discussed in the previous episode growing up did you have any uh, favorite festival christmas and it's still christmas growing up in a christian institution that was a given it used to be like a magical wonderland all the joy and happiness the school or any institution that gave me i'm continuing it with my son and it's been great you know the festivals that we used to celebrate only in school like independence day it had its own set of rituals for us at least in school one month before it we would start practicing for a drill or for a speech ironically on most of these days like independence day or a republic day there's another thing that comes to my mind is in recent times there's this Amazon sale at least for me I I mindfully try to reorient my festival rituals away from consumeristic behaviors so let's say there is a festival coming up I am okay with not wearing new clothes on that day in the recent years my mom the way she's looking at it has changed and she goes and buy something new that's necessary for the house so i think that change is very welcoming and it's very important being conscious about those things would actually make a difference so um to begin off this episode shri how do you educate digu about festivals uh, so we were reading about uh, pongal okay uh, something that is like very important to my community it's a very big festival it is particularly for uh, you know celebrating the harvest so after the farmers harvest they take the first pile of rice and they cook and pray to the sun god or you know uh, basically nature for providing yet another wonderful yield okay so this is why pongal has been celebrated so around pongal we were at home here where we currently stay the place is surrounded by fields and there was no harvest happening around that time technically because you know of climate change and it rained heavily uh, you know the harvest was almost 2 to 3 months later but we continue to celebrate pongal on a fixed date so my son was like okay today is pongal and he was actually looking out of the window expecting people to harvest have we really lost the concept of festivals do we just mindlessly just follow these practices without you know actually making any sense this perspective is rooted in the fact that you and your son do not have a traditional farmer's life right and it's the same case for most of us who grew up in cities so yeah it's interesting that you bring it up we still get a holiday for pongal we still celebrate it as a festival but we are so far off from that process of actually harvesting our own food so yeah it's interesting to reflect on how the meanings of festivals have changed with times 
And regarding the fact that even the farming community is celebrating the festival a few months before their actual harvest time, for all you know, celebrating this festival at that time of the year is still something that brings them a sense of joy, you know, uplifts them for being part of the tradition that they are. Like it's not about celebrating the harvest, but maybe it is still celebrating their role as uh, people who are producing food for the rest of us. Yes, absolutely. So we were talking about not buying clothes for birthdays or, you know, festivals. I see my dad supporting local artists because uh, his job exposes him to a lot of local artists and he makes a conscious effort to buy clothes from them, the khadi makers or the weavers. He buys clothes for himself and for us to help them also sustain through these changing times. So it's always a lesson that I take and hopefully in the coming years, I should also be more mindful about my clothing choices support people around here you know shop more locally yeah absolutely um another aspect about festivals especially religious festivals is that the way i celebrate it has changed with time because i'm not a religious person anymore so a lot of festivals i still celebrate but i don't have the religious component in it like diwali for example i cook the same food that my parents used to cook for that festival so yeah, when I was still a student here in Canada, I would have potlucks and a bunch of international students would meet up and we would celebrate each other's festivals by sharing the food. So yeah, I'm curious, what's it been like for you? Um, so there is this festival, it's a local festival in my native, in the close by church. My grandma invites my aunt and all of us, she invites us over and we cook something together and it's a Christian festival. It happens around in the March month, I think maybe before the Easter, I'm not sure. So there is a fair that is put up, you know, around the church and there are trees. So we make it a point to make a day out of it. We go home, cook something, eat, then go visit the church, check out the decoration. Then visit the fair. There are things to buy for kids, for grown-ups and we eat charts at the chart vendors. I mean, it is so much away from a religious aspect. You know, growing up as a Hindu, this doesn't make sense, but it is more community-based because we are part of that particular area where it is happening. People make sure that they invite everyone over, uh, even those people who are staying away. So they come over for this, visit the fair. That has been very interesting. So you always need not follow based on your faith and your religion. The whole beauty of festivals is coming together of all these cultures. And there was this one another thing I want to share about Ugadi. Ugadi is mostly celebrated by Kannadigas and Telugites. We have a separate Tamil New Year, right? Ugadi is on a different day. But Ugadi is a very important festival post-marriage. The first Ugadi post-marriage for any couple. So what happens is people from the girl's house, they come over with, you know, five huge plates of beets and fruits and a pair of new dresses and some gold. Maybe it depends from family to family. So they come and they invite the couple to the girl's house to spend the vacation called Ugadi. I mean, it's not even celebrated there. I don't know why this practice is. Then what happens after a week, the guy's family comes and picks both of them back to the guy's home. 
you know basically they cook non veg food on on these two days it happens uh, around the week of ugadi and on different dates the weekends probably and the interesting part of this after my wedding when this whole process happened both me and my husband were not a part of this entire thing because we were studying in different cities or different parts of south india the whole process happened with both the families and it was for us technically the the newly married couple but we were not a part of it yeah it is interesting how people come up with ways to celebrate or you know pick up whatever that is around to come together it is just another chance to meet one another or cook something together and have a meal together even if it doesn't actually have any uh, you know meaning apart from want to be together as a family and be happy about it right i feel like how they have been conceived these festivals and the rituals around them they get redefined with time but the overall spirit of celebration and coming together all of that still remains yeah yeah similarly when we put up these lights for christmas and all that it is similar with golu also so traditionally golu is setting up of idols of different forms of god and uh, i think it's mostly about krishna and his different avatars but traditionally there were nine steps that is set up each of these idols take one particular position in those nine steps again setting up a golu is not something which i did growing up but now it's fun to you know set up the dolls or collect dolls or buy dolls with my son the ones he likes to pick up and building the steps we used amazon cardboard boxes to build up the steps and then we set up the dolls we don't do anything beyond that we don't do any puja because i don't believe in them but he can add tweaks to it as he grows up like you said the biggest spirit of it is that you as a family get to do it and you recycle boxes and you celebrate that with your son you get to engage him in those activities creatively it's interesting for the navratri also the nine days there are a set of colors and we pick up clothes of the same colors you know all three of us we try to wear similar colors on that day it's about doing something together as a family that's what makes it so nice yes nice so all of these gift exchange which i do with my son there is a lot more that comes into picture than what the actual gift is for his birthday every year i make sure to have a little treasure hunt set up for him this is a birthday tradition which i'm following with him uh when he was like really tiny i think i just drew lines across the house i just stuck some uh, tapes so he could just follow those tapes because he couldn't communicate that much right so he used to just crawl and go find those boxes back then i think the second year we had stickers i used to uh, put up stickers in different parts of the house so he used to go look around for the stickers and then find a box maybe i stick the stickers on the doors or the cupboards he used to open them and find the gifts and the recent birthday i think yeah i drew pictures because he can't read yet i mean he's just getting familiar with the alphabets so i draw pictures of maybe a cupboard or you know the balcony what i observe is more than the excitement of opening and seeing what the present is he's been so excited to find the presents you know to decipher the clues not what the actual gifts are and that makes me so happy because that is what matters we are doing it together and he loves the idea of finding it or playing this game together rather than you know the materialistic part of what comes beyond 
then he's like no go hide them again in different places so he's not even curious about finding what is behind those boxes that is what celebrations should be about doing something together and you know let's keep the the commercial and the materialistic part out of it and enjoy festivals or traditions for what they are that is what makes festivals and celebrations great yeah absolutely it's so nice that you have devised creative ways to celebrate your son's birthday it's very common for us to buy a gift for the person whose birthday it is to have a party with a cake and blowing a candle and do you know all the traditional things that we've learned is what's supposed to be done for a birthday but yeah i think there's so much scope for creativity in how we celebrate our birthdays and festivals it's really cool what you do also i was thinking about how uh, the pandemic has challenged us to come up with new ways to celebrate festivals um before the pandemic i used to celebrate festivals like diwali by going to the gurudwara because the food they serve there is so amazing but uh, obviously now all the places are shut down and mass gatherings are not allowed i remember this year not this year sorry last year it was onam festival and i saw a social media post of someone with a picture of a really nice plate of ona sadhya and i looked at my partner and i was like i really really want to eat a good onam feast and we both were like yeah it's been ages since we got to you know celebrate a festival you know with a bunch of people around eating and doing colorful nice things so yeah my partner and i we decided to go and shop for all the ingredients and i remember we got a big bag full of like we went to a traditional malayali grocery store and we got all the ingredients and then we made very little quantities but i remember we cooked a meal of at least 30 different dishes and it was just the two of us and we happily ate that meal <laughs> that's awesome yeah and bonding over food is like the best thing yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> i think uh, while we enjoyed the meal we both felt that we had missed this you know the pandemic surely had had an impact on how we celebrated our festivals given how your husband is in the front lines of the pandemic um given how stressful that must be i can only imagine that celebrating festivals together must come with a lot of joy and relief right yes yes definitely yeah to add some context to the listeners he's an anesthesiologist who has been super hectic especially during the pandemic but one good thing is he gets a lot of quarantining and he gets to spend time with us yeah and that is one of the reasons where we could spend most of the festivals or birthdays or anniversaries together you know under one roof so every day counts because we hear and see a lot of bad news it's very common you know around here so any small celebration or any small festival even if it's just holy where we can just play with water forget about even the colors yeah doing it together means a lot yeah being grateful that we get another day to fight the entire thing that's been happening around us yeah like you said being in the front line and supporting him it's been hard we have a little one at home but yeah these moments are what we are um, for you know yeah i think again like you said there are small ways in which we get to celebrate just the fact that we are alive and good uh, in the middle of all the devastation that's going on around us yeah coming back to topic 
it's pretty interesting how we've both grown up and continue celebrating the festivals we did as kids but we found newer more innovative and meaningful ways that work for each of us to celebrate the festivals both old ones and newer ones In this episode we would like to add a little segment where we've received a um, voice message from one of our followers and she's a very special person to me let's check out what she has to say about festivals and festivities Hey Anna and Shri this is Srinisha I loved your episode on festivals and now would like to share my thoughts on it my favorite festival is Diwali mainly because it's all filled with colors and sweets and happiness and especially vijay movies release during diwali so it's so much fun to go to theaters watch it and for the last 3 4 years so we've uh, actually stopped bursting crackers and and still it's been so much fun i would also like to tell what festival we should be celebrating in india that is already not there so since i love going on a vacation there should be beach day or a mountain day or something like that where we can spend with our families or friends going to new places and exploring i would love to have that and i love your guys episodes and looking forward to hear many more from you guys love you take care wow that was such a lovely message rinisha You know you're the first person to send us an audio message so Shri and I will always cherish this message of yours thank you thank you for sending it across um i also love how intentional your idea for a holiday is you know instead of saying something generic like a world travel holiday if we had a beach day or a mountain day specifically it would help us all be more mindful and explore places intentionally you know what we should start a petition and get our governments to officially announce it and all you listeners out there if you would like to send us an audio message please feel free to do so You can send us an audio message via Anchor. You can find the link in the episode notes. But you can also send us an audio clip by email. The email address is theadultingdetox@gmail.com. Let us move on to the letter segment. In this segment we ask each other a couple of questions and reflect on them we would love the listeners to also reflect on these ideas or questions and share your thoughts with us so anna let me start off with this question i remember talking to you about karwa chauth last year you know i was telling how i fast every year on this particular day since i was 16 or so even after turning an atheist and a feminist i still fast on this day mostly because it's so romantic or oh, thank you bollywood and also i follow intermittent fasting every now and then so this day isn't a chore really now what are your thoughts on this festival as a feminist okay i have a lot of thoughts about this <laughs> um first of all 
I am not going to tell whether or not women should celebrate this festival because we have a lot of people already telling women what to do and what not to do i mean if someone wants to celebrate it for whatever reason more power to them um that being said personally i don't particularly feel up for celebrating this festival i think there is a lot of discourse out there about how this is a patriarchal festival how it glorifies the role of the woman as the nurturer and the man as the provider uh, and the woman has to pray for the man's well-being because if not for the man's good health and good fortune her life is also at jeopardy i do know that a lot of women these days choose to celebrate in their own way a lot of feminists modify the rituals in a way that both the husband and the wife do the fasting and they both pray for each other's well-beings i don't completely agree with that idea because feminism is not just about equality of everyone but also about dismantling patriarchy right so i feel like while for many women it's not just on that one day but every day of their lives they have to toil at you know making their husband's lives better they have to do a disproportionate amount of mental physical and emotional labor in the institution of marriage so when that institution still exists i feel uncomfortable celebrating a festival and pretending like we are equal just because the two of us are fasting on that one day and again this is a personal opinion i'm no one to say what others should and shouldn't do as a feminist my thoughts are that this festival would make sense you know as a celebratory ritual probably in a society where we've dismantled patriarchy and equality in all senses has been achieved until then let's just hope that we use this day of festivities to reflect on what we can do to make the institution of marriage more equal and more feminist yeah that's it those are my thoughts wow that was a great reply let me add a comic twist to it i particularly enjoy this day because there's hardly anything to do in the kitchen <laughs> let us get on to the next question um here i want to talk about something from your childhood so is there any festival that you really wanted to celebrate as a kid something that your friends celebrated or your neighbors did but you couldn't because of whatever reasons mm, this question made me walk down the memory lane and i think this answer is coming mostly from hindsight So I grew up in a locality that had a very vibrant Muslim community. So every year during Ramzan there was that festive atmosphere where there would be food stalls with a lot of really good smelling food there would be fresh fruits there would be samosas there would be a bunch of other interesting fried snacks and i would see the entire community coming together near the mosque and after their prayers celebrating and eating together and i used to walk down that road on a daily basis back then i don't think i ever thought it would be possible because i grew up in a brahmin household where there is that purity pollution notion in you know a brahminical culture right but i do remember feeling like oh that food is so good or the celebration is so nice i wish i could be part of it but interestingly enough after i moved to canada 
I went to visit a friend of mine and it was the month of Ramzan and she is a practicing Muslim. She and her husband were so kind. It was not yet sunset, so they had not broken their fast yet. But they cooked some really good food for me and they took care of my food preferences. And it was really nice. So in a small way, I think I got to celebrate Ramzan with them. But yeah, as a kid, I would have liked celebrating Ramzan if I had a chance. I think our kids should be given a choice to celebrate whatever festival they want in whatever way they like as long as it brings a sense of peace of mind in a way that it adds a lot of joy to our regular mundane activities or in the rush that we are all going by. Yeah, that was very well said. And with that, let's move into our last segment, the recommendations. My recommendation is a podcast episode. This is originally a travel podcast where each episode will take you around the world. Um, in this particular episode, the hosts explore some of the world's famous as well as lesser known festivals. They talk about different festivals from food fights in Spain to celebrating theatre and arts in South America. I always believe festivals are a great inspiration for travel. Would love it if you guys check out this episode and also let us know how you like them. Uh, so here's my recommendation. It's a very short video on YouTube. Uh, oh my God, I've been recommending so many YouTube videos. YouTube should start paying me for these recommendations. Anyway, this video is titled Native American Girls Describe the Real History Behind Thanksgiving. The main introduction I have to Thanksgiving is through popular media like sitcom shows or American movies and it's always been portrayed as this happy coming together of families where they give thanks to the land and to everything around them, express gratitude. But turns out it has a very gore and devastating history for the Native American population. Yeah, do check out this video. With that, we've come to the end of this episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast. We're available on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor or anywhere else you get your podcast. And please don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Just look for The Adulting Detox and I'm sure you'll find us there. Shri and I would love to hear from you listeners. This episode was recorded and produced by us, Anna and Shri. The theme music is Reverie by Ghost. That's it from us. Take care and talk to you soon.